0: Ever faithful God, you were well pleased with Abraham's obedience, and you accepted the sacrifice of your Son, who gave himself up for the sake of us all. Train us by Christ's teaching and school us in his obedience, that as we walk his way of sacrifice, we may come to share in his glory. We ask this through Christ our deliverance and hope, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks.
1: In the first reading, God enters a covenant with Abram and through him also with his descendants. Through this covenant, God and Abram make promises about how they would act towards each other. They enter into a relationship with spiritual and moral dimensions. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then the Lord said to Abram, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O Lord God, how am I to know when I shall possess it? The Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram brought the Lord all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. When the birds of prey came down to the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your descendants, I give this land, and from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The word of the Lord. Thank Thanks be to God. The second reading reminds us that God has the power to transform us. St. Paul encourages us to follow the example he and others have set for us. Standing firm in the Lord, we are no longer merely earthly beings, but citizens of heaven as we await our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus will change our lowly bodies to conform with his glorified body. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the examples you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I haven't told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm, my beloved, in the Lord in this way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with
2: your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep. But since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But Peter did not know what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and the disciples kept silent, and in those days told no anyone, told no one, any of the things that they had seen. The gospel of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good
0: morning, everyone. At the beginning, Jack, Deacon Jack said that I'm not Charlie Amershek. And now I'm wondering why I'm wearing his clothes. (laughs) I think we all still read novels every so often. We might read them on an e-reader or we might get the actual print book. But imagine reading a novel and you start, rather than start on page one, you start on page, say you start on page 24, you read a couple of paragraphs. And then you move on to maybe page 76, and you read a couple of more paragraphs. And then finally up to a page 100-something, a couple of more paragraphs, and then towards the end, you read a couple of more paragraphs. Do you really think you understand the novel if you do that? It's a little tough, huh? You lose the flow of the plot, the characters, everything in it. And that's basically what we do every Sunday, every time we hear the gospel preached every Sunday, every week, during the week, is that we take a snippet of the gospel, one little section, out of context, and we're asked to understand it. It's not always an easy thing to do unless you have some idea of what the author was trying to say before that section and after that section. Well, today, We hear about the transfiguration, something I think we've heard how many times? Sometimes two or three times a year we hear about the transfiguration. And we, like Peter, we don't know what to say about it. We're confused. And then we go back. If we go back just a little bit before the transfiguration, we have Jesus asking Peter and his associates, who do you say that I am? And then Peter answers, well, you're you're Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus tells him, well, yeah, you know, you got it right. But I have to go and be crucified. Die. And Peter didn't like that. Because he didn't understand. He didn't know what Jesus was saying. And so Jesus says to him and to his associates, look, every day you got to pick up your cross and you have to follow me. Follow me. And then we get to the transfiguration. Transfiguration Jesus appears in a way that he never appeared to Peter and his associates before, the disciples. He appeared to them in a strange way with with people that were dead for a long time. And again, Peter didn't know what to say. And then a cloud comes over and they hear a voice, God's voice, saying, This is my son. Listen to him. Listen. Listen to him. And then once again, Jesus tells them what's going to happen to him in Jerusalem. He's going to be crucified, die. Then right after that, they bring a boy, people bring a boy to, uh, a young boy, to Jesus saying, he's got a demon and your your associates, your apostles, disciples, can't do anything about it. And Jesus cures him. And he says to the apostles, you know, you've got to have better faith than you have if you're going to work miracles. So that's either side of the the, uh, transfiguration. And then the other part, the first reading, we had this very strange kind of story about, you know, God making a pact with Abraham, saying, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many, many nations, even more than the stars. You know, he he certainly didn't mean that because there's more stars than there'll ever be people. But he's going to be a major influence on the world, Abraham, and on the nations. And in order to seal it, to sign this pact with Abraham, what did he recommend? Get a ram, cut it in two separate the sides, and wait. Abraham waited, and a torch and a pot of flame came through and passed between the parts of the ram that had been slaughtered. And that was God signing the agreement with Abraham, saying, okay, I'm going to be faithful to you no matter what, and here I sign the pact with you. You saw it with your own eyes. Now, it may sound strange, but not that many years ago, and I might have said this here before, but thank God people don't remember homilies anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same experience working with the Bakuria people and the Bangurimi in Tanzania. They were stealing each other's cattle and killing each other in order to get the cattle back, and they decided to make peace. The elders met. And they said, okay, we have to make some kind of peace. We can't keep going on like this. We're losing too many people. We're losing our cattle. And our cattle is our livelihoods, our bank accounts. We marry with it. We eat with it. We sleep on its skins. We we need this. And so in order to, to make peace, they meet at a common border. And what they do is not a ram, but they get a dog. And they kill the dog, divide it in two, just like in the first reading today, and then the elders with their totems, which are skins of animals that were part of their traditional traditional clan or tribal uh, you know, ancestry. They move between these two parts of the dog, and they're signing the pact. If anybody breaks this agreement, what happened to this dog will happen to them. That's what Signing an agreement went. Well, today we hear two things. First, if we concentrate just on the transfiguration, we hear the voice in a cloud, not a digital cloud, by the way, but in a cloud that said, this Jesus is my son. Listen to him. And we all say, okay, do we have any earbuds we could put in our ears or earphones uh, Do we have a good speaker system we could we could listen, but that's not what the Semitic word to listen meant and follow it 's not what we think of follow getting in a car and following someone if our GPS broke down to get somewhere or in a trail in a you know in a, one of the uh, resorts here that you're following a a forest trail and you you need to follow somebody so you don't get lost. That's not what's meant here. What's meant is listening is to do, to act. When you want to follow, you don't follow just in order to get somewhere. You follow to do what whoever is leading is doing, to put yourself in the role of action. Listening and following are not just something you do with the ear or with the legs. It's something you do with your life. Now, you know, at the time of Jesus, it was clear what Jesus was doing. You read the gospel, especially the gospel of Mark or Luke or Matthew, and what did Jesus do? Where did he where did he put his attention mostly? He put his attention to those who nobody put attention to. To the lame, to the blind. To the sick of all kinds, to this young boy I mentioned who couldn't get help from anybody, to the woman, remember the woman who was bleeding and couldn't get any help and used all of her resources, to that kind of person, to the, to those who were excluded from society because they were considered sinners, tax collectors, Samaritans because they didn't follow the religious kind of beliefs and practices that were, were Purely Jewish. So you had... Those are the people that Jesus attended to, the marginalized, those who nobody else paid attention to. And today in our world, do we still have people like that? I think we do. I think if we read Laudato Si, the encyclical of Pope Francis, one of the encyclicals he wrote... He spells out a number of things that, that are in our society right now, globally, that we could listen and follow, act on. I think some of the ones I'll just mention briefly, I think a big one is inequality, how some people have so much and others have so little. Not because they don't try, just that they never had the opportunity or they're just not created with the opportunity. And yet we have people who have spent billions on space toys so they can make a, a voyage up to space and come back. That kind of inequality. We have problems with climate change. And we think of climate change, okay, if it's a fire somewhere or there's too much flooding or if there's a drought, we could always move to some place where there's not. Well, it causes all kinds of problems, climate change. 2030, they say that the seas are going to rise two to three feet on the coasts. Fortunately, Pennsylvania is not on the coast. <laughs> but a lot of people are, and many will have to move. Climate change causes drought and famine, and people will move in order to find food. There will be tremendous migration problems. It's coming. It started already. And there's all kinds of things that we could listen to and follow, in other words, act on. And I think that's what what we're asked to do at the transfiguration. Peter was confused. He didn't know what, what to make of all of this. And really, he didn't until after Christ died. And he saw the kind of savior that Christ was, that Christ was going to give his life so that everybody else could have life. And I think that's what we're asked by this transfiguration, if we understand it properly with the beginning of the, the, the section before it and the section after it, I think we would understand that what we're asked to do is the same thing that Christ did, to follow Christ, listen to Christ, by giving our life so that others can have life. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website, at goodshepherd-sc.org.